This episode of the Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you by iWake.com. Check out www.iwake.com for breaking news, articles, and exclusive videos. Thanks again to iWake.com. And now, it's showtime. He's been the voice of wakeboarding for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated Toad Watersports' biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years on the water experience, charisma, and command of his audience, Noise of the North brings you the Golden Mike Podcast with Dano the Mano. Welcome, everybody, to the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm the Noise of the North, Dano the Mano, and now it's time for some audio sunshine. Once again, we're coming at you from sunny Orlando, Florida, the mecca of all things wake. For those of you not familiar with me or my work, a little bit about myself. I'm an aspiring photographer, videographer, editor, a writer, well, an aspiring master of all media. But most importantly, for the last decade now, I've been the voice for professional wakeboarding. This audio podcast is brought to you twice monthly for free on the first and third Wednesday of each and every month, both on iTunes or at noiseofthenorth.com. To keep this podcast no charge, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, iWake.com, Woodrose, Jammy Pack, Performance Ski and Surf, Hungry Boards, SUP, and GoPuck. Be sure to check out the sponsor link on noiseofthenorth.com to help support and to find special offers and deals from the people who helped me make this show happen. Please subscribe to the Golden Mike podcast free on iTunes and be sure to rate and review the show. Feel free to contact me with any questions or comments through the Golden Mike Facebook page or email me at goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. This should be a cool episode for y'all. It was recorded on the road in October of 2014 while at the National Points Chase Finals held in Little Elm, Texas at Hydrus Wake Park. My guest is the man known worldwide as the King of the Cable, Tom Fouché. Tom, to my recollection, is the most winningest cable rider of all time. His style and heavy bag of tricks have helped him stay atop the world of competitive riding for over a decade and Tom's still looking as if he has plenty of gas in the tank. What I think is so cool about Tom is how modest he is. The guys helped take cable riding to an all-new level, and arguably the guy who made the cable cool. In life, he seems to have a master plan. He definitely has his head on straight and is a role model. Tom gives back to the sport, too. He's mentored some of our sport's next generation and is willing to do whatever it takes to grow the sport. He knows he can't ride forever, so he's diversified himself and has a plan post-competitive wakeboarding. Tom Fouché is by far one of the most fun people to interact with, and when I asked him to do the podcast, he immediately agreed. Tom is one of wakeboarding's top stars, and I'm glad to have him as a friend. Now, before we move on, I just want to mention a little bit about the audio. I tried a new mic for this particular interview. My friend Chase Andrews from Terminus Wake Park in Atlanta helped with the audio. Plus, Tom and I sort of had a little studio audience that day. That's right, Josh Wright from Revolution Wake Park in Fort Myers, Florida sat in with us, 
as well as Brad Satterley with the Texas Ski Ranch. This is sort of the cable episode. We'll call it the cable-sode. Now, get set. After a little sponsor love, we'll be right back with the king of the cable, Tom Fouché, here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Jammy Pack is the original fanny pack with affordable, portable, and durable audio technology. Jammy Pack Audio is now offered in backpacks, bike packs, coolers, and more. Be sure to check Jammy Pack's all-new Bluetooth technology as well as everything else at jammypack.com. Jammy Pack, let there be music. Hey listeners, check this out. We've got some big news. In honor of Tom Fouché as my guest here on the Golden Mike Podcast, my friends down south in Fort Myers, Florida at Revolution Wake Park have hooked us up with a pair of free all-day cable passes for Revolution Wake Park. How do you win? Shoot me an email to freeswag at noiseofthenorth.com. That's freeswag, spelled F-R-E-E-S-W-A-G, at noiseofthenorth.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know why you think you deserve this pair of free cable passes to Revolution Wake Park. Give me a sob story, tell me a joke, whatever it is. I'm going to look out for these emails. And on the March 18th episode of the Golden Mike Podcast, we'll announce a winner. Once again, it's free swag at noiseofthenorth.com. Get those entries in now, my friends, for a chance to win a pair of all-day passes for Revolution Wake Park. Welcome, Tom Fouché, to the Golden Mike Podcast. Tom, how are you doing today? Howdy, Dano. <laughs> Having an absolutely incredible time here at the Points Chase. Yeah, we're actually hanging out here in Little Elm, Texas for the 5th Annual National Points Chase. This is actually, I want to say it's the first time I've really gone mobile with the Golden Mike podcast, but I did uh, <laughs> record one at Rusty Malinowski's house. But we are here at Hydrus Wake Park in Little Elm, Texas for the 5th Annual, and uh, you're actually uh, four-time defending points chase champion this year that is right dan ona you know it's going to be a pretty uh pretty tough one though i mean every year obviously these guys get better and better and uh i keep getting older and older you know so it's uh it's a kind of the combination of both that makes it so tough who, who who's the guy to watch out for this weekend definitely chandler powell is he kind of like your understudy oh dude he's definitely the man every everything kid kid knows what's up he's killing it uh, you know, in, in all the cable events, he's killing the features. I mean, absolutely, there is not a possible angle that this kid shows weakness. So uh, I can tell you one thing. He is going to be on the podium no matter what this weekend. Very cool. So you're the king of the cable. You're the 10-time cable stock champion. You're the current national cable champion, plus many, many times before that, a world champion, a triple crown champion. Yes, sir. So seriously, like a real number, how many championships do you own? <laughs> well, uh, there's a reason I didn't go to school for math, Dano, so I can't even count this right now. So uh, we're going to throw that one out. I was just going to say it's beyond more than I can count on all my phalanges. Would you say you're the most winningest cable rider of all time at this point? I would agree with that if we stuck to just wakeboarding. I think Daniel Grant might take it because he wake skates too. Now, by all means, that doesn't mean Dano, I mean, Dano, that means that Dano will win it eventually on a wakeboard, too. I am confident about that. But he's also another one of your understudies, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a tough one to work with, too. But uh, 
he's a blast. I mean, you know, again, it's like him and Chandler both are these kind of kids that like, if it wasn't for guys that were pushing it so hard and doing these kinds of things, like I wouldn't be learning anything. So, I mean, I kind of owe it to them as much as, uh, as I help them out. So, you know, it's a, it's a two way street. You definitely got to look to these younger kids, especially with, well, while we're recording this year, we are <laughs> like two days away from your 30th birthday. Yeah, I know, man. This is, uh, this is the last time I'm going to be in my twenties anymore. So, uh, you know, there's no excuses. <laughs> so, Tom, you've been doing towed water sports for a long time, but you haven't always rode the cable. What did you do before? I, uh, well, of course, you know, obviously I got started behind the boat. Never, never put it aside. You know, if anything, I'm riding behind the boat more than ever right now. And, uh, you know, just really, ha you know, really appreciating everything it has. And I mean, I mean, come on, you know, everybody loves boating. Who doesn't love boating? I'm just, I'm kind of poking at you right now because Please do. I'm looking, I'm looking to get even deeper and further into it. You were a water skier, weren't you? Before yeah, you got into wakeboarding. 100%, man. You know, I mean, I, you know, I started just like every other kid laying down on top of a surfboard, getting up on my knees to an e-board and then started water skiing. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we got to think back, you know, this is uh late eighties, early nineties. This isn't, this isn't modern day. So when exactly did you start riding the cable? I, I actually went to the Texas Ski Ranch within the first week that it opened. I did know Blake Cass back then. He, um, his wife actually used to babysit me when I was a little kid. So me and a buddy of mine went down there, tried it out. Didn't like it at all. Did not like it at all. But at that time, there was nothing in the cable lake. There we had this tiny little inflatable rave rail, which actually is extremely dangerous. So, and in, in talking about TSR, this is a Texas ski ranch down there in New Brunfels, Texas, and you and you mentioned Blake Hess a moment ago. That's basically, uh, he's not the owner of the Texas ski ranch, but he's pretty much the brain behind everything. Oh, no, he's, 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 a, he's an owner, and he's, and he's the brain, and he's the, uh, he's the slave of it all, too. I mean, the guy's kind of done everything, and, you know, it's, a, uh, it's kind of an uh, inspirational thing because just like he started at the bottom running the cable, every day doing all the maintenance and he's worked his way up to now, uh, you know, at, at the highest of managerial duties. And he also owns a trampoline park next door, spring loaded, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a partner in points chase. I mean, he's got his hands in about 10 different things and does a great job with all of them. Yeah, he really does, man. And, and this, this event that we're at the national points chase, as far as I know, it's the biggest amateur event as far as wakeboarding goes around not just the u.s but around the world i mean we've got like 200 plus signed up competitors that, that's absolutely right dana we do have the most and uh that that is behind all different types of poles i mean we're talking behind the boat system twos full-size cables all this stuff we uh we've really put some time in but you know this is something that we can expect to see growth with because of the amount of cable parks that are popping up each year yeah well this is a fifth year uh, for the National Points Chase, and 17 cable parks are here. Then they travel from all over the U.S. I think there's like a handful from right here in Texas. I know like three or so from Florida, maybe, yeah, three from Florida. Uh, California's got a couple here, Oklahoma, Kansas City's here. So tons and tons of, of cable parks, and yeah, it just seems to, to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So what year did you start riding the cable? So that's another funny thing, you know, just as we were saying before, I actually tried it out when TSR first opened 2003, but I really didn't want anything to do with it at the time. Um, you know, I was strictly that, that, that boat rider kid. And then, um, I, uh, I got the opportunity in 04, 
Actually, I'm going to take it back. It was 2002, actually, when TSR opened. So I went back in 2004, and Blake had opened a spot on their pro team for me there for their boat riders. They had three boat riders, three cable riders. I think it was three wake skaters and a girl. And there was room on the boat team, and part of being on the boat team was we let you ride the cable. And that's what it took. Um, that was end of 04, so like most of my, my 05 summer, you couldn't get me off that cable. So 05 was my year. I really put some work into it. So 04 and 05 was my, like, I started really feeling the cable then. Well, when I first rode the cable many, many, many years ago, <laughs> um, 2002 era, that was like right around when I moved down to Florida, I admit uh, I didn't see cable wakeboarding coming this far. You think I was blind or, or what do you <laughs> think the turning point was? No, no, I'm, I completely agree with you either. I would have never thought that too back then, you know, but... um. I mean, just kind of the direction, uh, you know, I, of course, we boating and being towed behind the boat will never will never die down. That's always a strong thing. I mean, everybody loves to do it. There's something unique about being out on the boat, you know, on, a, on the lake with you and your friends and all that. It's a great experience. But the cable can be accessible to a mass amount, you know, and um, this is kind of a given once you show up out there. And uh, it's it makes it pretty easy for us to bring wakeboarding to the people, um, which is great about it, obviously. Like, would you say that cable has surpassed boat wakeboarding? No. I think we're on the rise, and I think we're getting very close to even, which is exactly where I would like to see. Um, you know, we every year, obviously, we have tons and tons of new uh, wake athletes in cable, but we've also got them behind boat. I mean, look at junior men's every year, the pro tour and everything else. It'll blow your mind what those guys are doing, and that will nonstop. I mean, the this is exactly what I want to see. Both these guys, there's more and more riders, period. I mean, that's a big thing today. If you look, um, this the amount of total pro riders from where we were 10 years ago. I mean, we're we are triple, quadruple that amount of a professional riders. So, you know, again, come the end of the day, this is kind of exactly what I like to see and what I think wakeboarding in general needs, and it's extremely healthy. So who are some of the big names in cable wakeboarding when you started? Oh, man, this is great, too. I, I love this question. Um, so it was all throughout the world. It was very, um, there wasn't really much of a U.S. presence. There was some. There was obviously all the guys that I knew at TSR that taught me a lot of stuff. There was the Josh Wrights, the Kyle Reeds, um, you know, and then there was the South Florida guys that that was like the other really big group of guys, the Donald Shelbricks, the Rob Maps, Chad Forrest. That was it for the United States. Boom. There was one or two, actually, I tell you about it, there was probably one or two from OWC, too. Then we move on. Australia had Sam Collins, massive name, in my opinion, still to this day, might be the very best park rider of all time. One or two Australians. And then it was just here and there. There was a bunch of Germans that were good. But everybody was very good at their own discipline and aspect. It was really tough finding a rider that could conquer all three. And that was because parks did not have what we have in there now every a lot of them you know nobody even thought any of this stuff was possible so and what you're talking about is when when you basically first started maybe a cable park might have a kicker or a rail but it there weren't wake parks back then it was all about air tricks for the most part exactly there was there was we were very limited in features that we had um you know fortunately OWC was one of the few that was really good about making sure that their lake always had a lot of features in it we caught on to that idea at TSR and started making a lot of our own stuff, too, and um, started from the bottom like everybody else and started to build up, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of a domino effect from there on. 
one cable park saw how well it worked, so did the next, and it just went off. I kind of feel bad saying this, and I, I sort of touched on it before, but you know, not not seeing where cable was really going at first, uh, I admit, you know, and and I've even talked to some of the guys, you know, like like uh, you know your Donald Shelbricks and some of the guys from there in South Florida, and I admit the first time I saw them come to Orlando, I kind of thought it was uh, a little bit goofy, and it was hard for me to kind of respect what was going on. I respected the big tricks, but at the same time, it wasn't as stylish. It it seemed to me like. I always looked at it like it was when you came in that more style started coming into the game. Well, you know, and and, and those guys, believe it or not, I, I completely agree with you on it, but those guys did extremely well with what they have. You know, down in South Florida, they have nothing at their cable park then. So the things that they were doing were really good for what they were. And then again, like, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's the oldest cable in North America, so therefore towers, things such as that aren't as high. So again, it was a little tougher for those guys to do things. But my what I came, when my time came around, what I brought, I was actually not very good at the flat tricks. I came at it bringing the feature side of things, and my biggest thing was kickers because that was the closest thing I could find to a wake. I was I was always doing it behind the boat, still doing it, and that to me is very similar to hitting a wake. So that was my big thing. I had a lot to go at rails first, you know, but I slowly worked my way with that. But more so, that was what I came to bring to cable and you know over a decade ago did tom fouché make the cable cool oh man you can't ask me that i gotta let everybody else if i say <laughs> that i just look like an idiot so uh that's for you guys to decide well i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say yeah because to me you are the guy who really put it on the map so well, well, thank you so much i tip my hat to you <laughs> tom um what trick would you say on the cable that you're most proud of and also what tricks, if any, are you working on? Well, one that really stood out to me was the very first regular, not the Switch Pete 7 that I did. Um, that one, I really feel like when I did it, it was just, it was a big step ahead in the direction we were going for wakeboarding. I mean, a lot of people now still have a hard time doing it, but it was just really good. It was something that was above my riding level at the time. Just a personal one for me that I really took on to that I was I was really stoked upon. This was in 2009 or 8, I believe, 2009. Is that yeah. what you won Trick of the Year with? I actually have never won Trick of the Year, and I agreed that year. That was the year Danny Harf did the Toad 12. Sure. And I was spot on with it. And, then, you know, every year I had a Trick of the Year in the book, or in, in, in for submission, Danny Harf just went out and earned it fair and square. My first or second year I had one, he went back and did the second 1080, um, you know, which obviously was massive and I'm right there on point with him too. And agreeance that, you know, that was done. He definitely should have won it. So, but either way, you know, it's always a, uh, it's always a big compliment and to be put in that name and field of riders with guys like Danny and, and to be, yeah, considered, uh, you know, eligible for trick of the year before, you know, this year, uh, the 2014 Wake Awards, Brad Smela took trick of the year with the double tantrum to blind and that was done off of a two tower cable system before brad won that uh had anybody else ever won trick of the year uh with uh, utilizing a cable versus the boat no that was actually the very first and um you know there was numerous things i could go about about why that trick was so deserving to win i mean it was all across the board no question in my mind that was the trick that was going to win it you know and um brad was riding at his very best he, you know, everything he was giving his body to the sport and show him his levels de of dedication to that. Um, you know, there's there's 
nothing I can't say that's not positive about that guy. He's um, the ideal image of what a wake athlete should be. Yeah, he really is, and it's it's such a sad story. And uh, but you know, Brad's such a positive guy, and he's he's taking every bit of negativity of the situation and and turning it around. So, in your opinion. Cable-wise, most influential riders, past, present, and future. Oh, wow. This is this is a great one. Most influential to me. Yeah. One of them I'm going to say is Sam Collins. Um, you know, he was, I never actually met the kid. He's from Australia. He's kind of actually a little-known guy in the park world, unless you're an older guy like myself. But um, I, I met this guy the first time riding against him in the head-to-head final at CWC, which is in the Philippines. It was a very... Innovative cable, which is a big reason of what is make cable what it is today, is is what was going on at that cable park with all their wild features. And that guy just rode to a level that I don't think was matched by anybody. He was a huge one for me on that. Another one was actually Josh Wright taught me a lot of stuff back at my own park. He took me from being the, him and Kyle Reed took me from being the water ski wakeboarder into a wakeboarder only, you know? I had my slant, my stance slammed in ten years ago, which is obviously trending now. But these guys spread it out. These guys were like, "What's wrong with you?" I don't. They, you know, they were responsible for me like letting out my line and my rope. I was riding a short rope behind the boat. I mean, just all that stuff. So, um, that that's another huge one. Um, nowadays, it's obviously Daniel Grant. I probably have more fun riding with that guy than anybody. Um, not just because of the things he does. I mean, obviously, he's super innovative. He pushes me. You know, but he's a pleasure to ride behind. Because believe it or not, with every wild thing that kid does on the water, the cable never shakes. He's like the ultimate person. So he hits every single rail. There's no rollers. The cable never shakes, and he's killing it in front of you. And, you know, if you want to try to to stay on that level, you know, he's a great person to do it from. So Daniel actually inspires me a lot on the cable. He's the present, so who's the future? The future? Oh, man. There is so many names right there. Um, this is an extremely tough one. I think we're going to see the future in one more year. There is a kid. And this is one I'm going way off on a There's a kid from South America in Brazil. His name is Pedro Caldas. He is better than Daniel Grant when Daniel was 14, and he's 14. And I think he might be the future. I think his time is going to be... Maybe around when my time is over, but I'm thinking I'm thinking he's going to be the next Daniel Grant, but possibly even better. Quick break in the action, guys. I want to mention Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida. If you're not familiar with Performance Ski and Surf, you should be. Wakeboards, skates, surfers, and skis, along with all the accessories. New and closeout models are always available. Right now, they have a huge selection of winter gear from snowboards to anything you need to get on the mountain this winter. Plenty of deals to be had, and since the weather's a bit cold right now, mention my name and the Golden Mike podcast when you stop in or order online for a special 15% off all wetsuits until March 15th, 2015. Check them out next time you visit Orlando or online at perfski.com. Thanks again to Performance Ski and Surf for their generous support. Now back to the Golden Mike podcast with Tom Fouché. This is pretty sweet. You're the first cable rider 
that I've had on the Golden Mike podcast. And actually, you know, we talked about being in this remote location here. We're in the office at Hydrus Wake Park. <laughs> and we've got uh, we've got guys from three different cable parks kind of sitting in on the interview. Uh, Chase Andrews from Terminus is here helping us record. And Brad Satterley from your cable park up there in TSR is here. And Josh Wright from Revolution is sitting in here as well. And uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty cool. We got a lot of history going on in the room. And... Actually, there's there's a great amount of history here because we have one of the guys running the newest, and personally, my favorite new cable in the entire country right here. We have Chase. Then we got Josh, which is, um, you know the sport, Dano, where you're running around, jumping off of walls, doing backflips, parkour? We like to refer to Josh as um, something similar to that same name. I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and... Uh, Imagine that one for everybody that's listening on this. And then we got Brad, you know, that's been uh, really good seeing behind the scenes on how this stuff works. So we really have a unique and uh, diverse crew in here. So it's 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 awesome. It's, like a, studio, it's like a studio audience. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. It's a studio audience, but we got the best of the studio audience in here. I mean, these guys are legends. They're not already legends. They're legends in the making. We're in the. We're basically just outside the pro shop here at Hydra. So the ambiance <laughs> that maybe the listeners can hear are... Kids are out there on endo boards and skateboards and just slamming around and stuff like that. But uh, I, I'm I'm glad to be doing this and this is this is basically what I want to be doing is traveling around, being able to interview guys like you. I know so many people want to hear about you and hear your story. Now you're known as a cable rider, uh, but we've already talked that uh, about you um, riding behind the boat and stuff. But it wasn't too long ago that you actually inked a boat deal. That's absolutely correct. Um, as of uh Spring of 2013, um, I jumped on board with the Axis Malibu Weight Crew. And, um, you know, this is, I've made two really big decisions in my wakeboarding career that have been so, one of the best things I've ever done. And this is one of those two right here. I mean, joining these guys, I have been so impressed with every single aspect of these guys. From working with all of them in there, they're so organized, they or just prompt. I mean, everything to deal with them is 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 so amazing. And then the quality of the product is unmatched this year. I'm telling you right now, 2015 is the year of Malibu and Axis, strictly because of their innovations. They are a step above every single company out there. I mean, I can't say enough about these guys and everything they do. It is the best company to work with. I know you're a humble guy, but you're a cable rider. How... How do you how do you get a deal with a boat brand like what like what is it like what do they see in the future with you that they chose to pay you a cable rider a guy who travels the world riding cables I mean <laughs> you probably get what twenty five percent twenty percent of the time behind a boat most of your times on a cable well absolutely previously yes my my time was a lot of time on cable now you know obviously I with the help of these guys at Malibu Axis I am able to spend a lot more time on the water. Um, but you know these guys. Um, you know that's if you look at the uh, if the Axis Wake team. You know it's it's Randall right there. Randall's not the contest rider. You know boat rider. So he's more notorious for um, you know putting out amazing video parts and uh, getting some of the best photos in the mag. You know so um, you know I, I have a lot of respect for every one of these guys in our team. But you know I want to really joint get the boat world and the cable world together you know my this is my favorite thing about cable parks are that you go there and you meet somebody that has a boat if you don't have a boat and therefore you can go and ride boat great thing about the cable is that like just the social atmosphere about it you know getting different poles there are a ton of kids 
that will never have access behind the boat that ride at TSR, but they do because now they have a buddy. And even though they might live 20, 30 miles away from each other, they still do. So it's one of my favorite things. They work hand in hand. And then, you know, we made the switch over to Malibu at TSR. And, you know, as with every single brand that I represent, I love to make sure that we have them there in the shop. So this way, every time I go and ride, I can personally be pushing product every single time. Instead of just being out on the lake with me, me and a few of my buddies, I'm constantly at the cable park, you know, spreading the stoke of Malibu Axis and every other brand that I work for. So uh, just, you know, all the puzzle pieces fit together too well. Liquid Force has a partnership with Axis. They did not have a team rider. We do have an Axis uh, A-Series Liquid Force Edition boat that um, we do. So, again, the puzzle pieces fit too well um, for everything that happens. So, I, again, I can't I can't be any more thankful than to work with these guys. Well, I agree. And, I mean, you see it happening, it trending all over the industry. I mean, you see, like, Nautique has uh, is, uh, put together their action parks, and now they've got the OWC underneath that name as well as their new one uh, getting set to open up in Miami. And mm-hmm. personally, the way I see it is this. I enjoy riding the cable, but I know I grew up in the boat with my family. And right now, without a wife and kids, I, I it's easier to it's easier to go to the cable park than to to get on the boat sometimes. But at the end of the day, ten years down the line, when I'm married with kids, I'm better believe, you know, yeah, we might go picnic at the cable park, but <laughs> we want to spend boat days. Well, ab- absolutely, you know, and and there's nothing like I said that could ever be. You know, you and all you and uh, your family, your wife, whoever's sitting out on the lake, you know, and uh, enjoying the family atmosphere. You know, it's just you and your family out there. And um, and obviously, you know, the boats that are made these days, um, they make that experience even better for you guys. They make they not only now, you know, with with Surfgate, with Malibu. Now we got wake surfing and we can make that very easy for riders of all ages, even younger to get up, you know, with uh, with falls not hurting very bad at all and wake surfing. So. Things such as that make it even better, and, and I'm right there with you, Dano. As soon as I have my first child, believe me, his, uh, his, his first experience will be out on the lake getting up, standing up sideways for his first time. What was the last trick you learned behind the boat? I'm still learning tricks. <laughs> um, no, 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 not the last trick of all time, but the last uh, trick. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and believe me, you know, um, uh, that's uh, I'm constantly still learning things, so, uh, you know, I'm still young at heart, but... Um, no, it actually would be a uh, switch nose grab Pete Rose. Um, that one right there, you know, was something I never, I never had the opportunity really to try like I wanted to before I had a boat. And it was kind of one of those ones that I had to have, you know, something I felt necessary. It's obviously one of my favorite tricks. So, um, you know, um, given the opportunity to have a boat now, um, it's just, it's funny how much quicker I'm learning stuff. Would you say like the fact that you were able and you've been doing like Pete Rose switch Pete Rose on a cable for so long off of kickers uh helped absolutely you know and and that that was how it was when I was really first starting to ride cable it started out all those tricks I learned behind the boat I learned off the kicker and at the cable well you know obviously I was riding the cable a ton more whatever I learned off the kickers after I'd learned everything I knew how to do behind the boat off a kicker it went the other way so you know that that's a great tool for guys that ride both, you know, is to learn something at the park because, you know, you don't have somebody else in, in there trying to tell you it's their turn. You can just go until you're tired, you know, and um, be patient with yourself, learn something new, and then turn around and go out in the lake with your buddies and stop it there, too. You've been one of the top names in the sport for a decade now. Um, how 
How many countries have you traveled to with wakeboarding? Uh, you know, I, I actually have my passport in my bag right now. I uh, literally came straight off a plane from Brazil to, to this event. So uh, right now I think I'm looking at about 20, 20 countries um, to the point where and this was one of the uh, biggest wastes of money I've ever had to spend on my But I had to spend $125 to get new visa pages added to my passport. So enough to fill up every stamp spot in my passport plus some. Add some more, and um, yeah, so I, I'm just taking a wild guess on that at 20, around 20, maybe 20 plus. 20 plus countries, that's huge, man. What's the craziest, most anything goes place that you've ever been? <laughs> well, I'm going to say two for that. Philippines is pretty pretty wild. You can do whatever you want, wakeboarding and all that, but just as in general for the country, Ukraine. I mean, it's almost like there's not enough police to handle the people you never even see them. I mean, they don't care. It's some pretty wild stuff there. Um, you know, obviously, as far as especially we know what's going on over there right now, but it's uh, there's a lot. I, all I got to say is, you know, watch Tosh.0 or some of those other videos. You'll see a lot of uh, a lot of stuff pop up from uh, Ukraine. Hey, same question, except who is the craziest, most anything goes person you've ever traveled with? Daniel Grant. Oh, my gosh. By a landslide. I've got some stories that uh, don't need to be told about him but absolutely and you know it, it, it him and i are like night and day in a lot of these areas too you know i'm the guy that's paranoid afraid we're gonna get in trouble for doing something he's the exact opposite he's just he lets it roll so uh d definitely dg he he lives his life like he wakeboards high risk high reward 100 percent. and i i will say you know i think it's gonna be a short life <laughs> hey i gotta ask you this uh talk talking about daniel graham um at Cable Stock, he basically landed on shore. <laughs> yeah, he and, did land on shore. Okay, talking to some people who had talked to you after that, I didn't get to really talk to you much about it because I, I got out of there pretty quick after the event was over, but um, you said that not even you could like land right there no, from what I heard. Absolutely not. And, and you know, that was that was unreal. That, that will never be repeated at TSR. He will be the only guy that's ever done that, hands down. But at this point in my life, I don't know if I want to. You know, I've been I've been doing this for a little bit longer. I'm fortunate that, you know, um, there was some wood back over here I can knock on. Here we go. I think that's fake wood. <laughs> knock on that skateboard. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, you know, as of now, uh, you know, I got to I got to be careful if there's things like that. You know, I'm, I'm you know, as, as far as uh, hitting 30 here soon, you know, I got to I got to only make sure I do things when the time's right when uh going large like that but you know again that's that's dg style man all or nothing going large and in charge so you're like married now right just <laughs> yep. about a year about uh, two years almost two years wow um has that m mellowed out the travel or the lifestyle for you at all no you know absolutely nothing's changed uh all across it and you know what i, I tell everybody this it's a really good thing nothing's changed you know being married it's not like my wife's all of a sudden at my neck more because she owns me is she's she's absolutely wonderful and she's the most supportive person of everything I do. Uh, like I said, it's it's nothing's changed and if anything, things have gotten better. I'm gonna say sometimes she may even be the instigator of partying. Oh, she instigates me to do a lot of stuff. So uh, <laughs> no, uh, and you know what? That's why she's my better half. Um, Tom, with so many new cables opening and so many like right here in Texas, do you think that Texas might be taking over as the so-called 
spot or mecca of wakeboarding as Orlando has sort of been called for so long? What do you mean thinking? I thought it already did. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? It I, I, hands down is for Park. Hands down is for Park. I mean, and you know what? A lot of people don't under, don't know this or not, but Dallas, Fort Worth, this area that we are in right now, is the largest market for boating in the United States, within uh, uh, water sports towed boats. Wow! It is uh, it is there. So um, you know, and, and you know what? I I can't be any more stoked about it. You know, I I like to see that our home state. You know, is uh, we not only we got more cables than any, in one city than anywhere, but we got the boating industry stronger. So I mean. You can only assume right there that it's got to be the Mecca, the future Mecca, if not the Mecca now. Tom, we, I keep saying this. You've done this for so long, man. You compete. You talked about it. You got off of the plane from Brazil. You came right here. We're hours from where you actually live. I saw you ride today, and you didn't just ride in wakeboard. You also rode in wake skate. <laughs> I mean, you, you like the handle in your hand. You like to ride sideways. You just like to be on the water. What is it? that motivates you to get on the water every day? I mean, you know, I, I think you just said it right there with having your hands on something, you know? I mean, wakeboarding was one of those things. The first time I actually ever rode a wakeboard, it was a directional. I hated it. As soon as I rode a Flight 69 in 1994, like, hands down, it was the thing I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I mean, it was that Flight 69, like, blew my mind. For what it did, you know, and, and, and that was the determining factor right there. Um, you know, the, the fact that uh, that having, you know, I've been doing cable for so long now and I'm not burnt out on it strictly because I have a boat now. So I've got all these things now that I'm learning behind the boat that I'm learning on the cable. And I'm same thing. Cable, we go to places like Chase Andrews Park Terminus, things that I don't have necessarily at my park. And it's there's so much more I can learn from there. So parks are giving us brand new and bigger, more better features with unit. So I have things to learn there. And now that I have a boat, I have it there. So I'm just constantly learning new things. And that's everybody's favorite part. Like everybody loves landing a new trick. It stokes you out. All you can't wait to do is get out that very next time and do it again. So, you know, I'm, I'm just sharing the exact same feeling that everybody else has. So I know you mentioned Terminus is like your new favorite park here in the States. But Pretty awesome. Okay, so... You're sponsored by TSR. You probably have to say it's your favorite park. But aside from TSR, what is your favorite cable in the world to ride? Ty Wake Park, Daniel Grant's Park. Um, you know, again, like TSR, what makes it so good is it, it's it's the, and I still say this, it's the best facility in the, in the world. You know, I mean, yes, we do have a great cable, great features, but we have way more to offer. And we are bringing people in in so many different uh, ways, you know, with boats, with a restaurant, with a, a trampoline park, you know, all these different ways. So there's that. Now, as far as just the cable goes, Ty Wake Park is definitely my favorite. And a, a big part of that is because there's a lot of things you can get away with in Asia that you can't get away with in North America. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're a little too Sue happy here. Right. And, um, you know, there's no there's no sign of waiver. There's no, I mean, you know, technically, if you don't want to wear a helmet, you don't have to. So anything goes with a vest. It's, uh, it's anything goes. But Philippines, not as much as the Philippines. Uh, uh, boat or cable, all time favorite wakeboarder. Who is it? Okay, so I'm gonna first off say, you know, as an older guy, I I gotta go for somebody a little bit older generation. There are guys that come the end of the day, 
may have some of the may have some of the best style since day one. But you know what? It's kind of generic to say, but Randall Harris, man, is just he's unmatched. And I, you know, he's like Daniel Grant may go large, but he's been doing that for so much longer. And you know what? I got mad respect for this guy because he's he's like three years older than I am, four years older than I am, and he's still charging it. Yeah, and, and, he, and he even like disappeared for a while mm-hmm. too. So, well, and you know, he the guy the guy's been through way more than I ever will. More than Daniel, more than anybody, you know. He's got one of really to me. He's got one of the best stories in Wake. I just I just read an interview with him in a new Wakeboard magazine here in the U.S. Union Wakeboarder. Yeah, sure. And it was all across the board. Probably one of the best, if not the best, interview I've ever read of all time. Can does Randall ride the cable with you at all, or is he strictly <laughs> boat? I've actually never ridden the cable with Randall. Um, you know, I've actually haven't. Uh, I've only ridden boat with him uh, a few times, but. You know, the guy's writing speaks for itself. And, you know, it doesn't matter where it is. A video part, whether you ride by the boat, just you're always guaranteed to see something amazing when watching him ride. All right. Got a few questions for you off the subject of wakeboarding. Great. Um, what are some of your hobbies outside of wakeboarding? Well, I, was, I mean, I bought a house about five years ago. And, you know, it needs a little work here and there. So, obviously... You know, doing doing work on that place. But really from that, I'm really big into football. I'm not necessarily, I'm way obviously past my time and physically not the right dimensions to play football. But, oh my gosh, man, I am over the top with college pro football. Another thing from that, then they go, we got this special little river wave uh, about 15 minutes from my house that Aaron Reed and I go out and uh, do our fair share of shrouping on this thing. Snorkeling's always a big... Wait, 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 you're... Fair share of what? Shrouping. Shrouping. Yeah, yeah. You know, shredding this river wave is incredible. This little this little tiny thing that's about 8 to 10 feet wide and about 3 feet high, you'd be blown away with how much thrill this uh, we get out of this thing. Do you do you tell people where it's at, or is it kind of like one no, of it's pretty Aaron public. Reed's, one of Aaron Reed's secret locations? No, no. And you know what? And Aaron's got a lot of tunnel, lo- a lot of wink locations that should not be shared, but this one is like... It's in the middle of a public park. There's a restaurant there. I mean, it's it's pretty notorious. And I actually was flying an American Airlines flight two or three years ago, and I opened up the American Airlines magazine, The American Way. Right. And there was a check check this thing out or things you need to do, it, and it said river surfing. It was one page, and it had four spots set in the U.S., and ours was one of them. Really? Yeah, and it was ours was one of them, San Marcos, Texas, Rio Vista. You know, and, and, and obviously I, I would love for people to go down and do it because you know what? Come the end of the day, we, after you ride it one time, you know that a liquid force wake server is the best thing that you could ever ride on that thing. <laughs> so, uh, more power to it, you know. Why not buy a wake surfer to uh, shred the wake and the uh, and the river wave? What and what do you call it? Shrouping. Sh- sh- Shrouping. Yep. Shrouping. All right. These next <laughs> questions, feel free to answer any way you want, yes or no. Uh, I I figured I, I basically went on the internet and looked up. Some things about Texas, and uh, I and like where this is going. So we're gonna start with this, and and like I said, you can answer yes or no, or you can actually elaborate a little bit. Great. Do, do you know what a boot jack is? And if so, do you know how to use one? A boot jack. I. Oh a my boot gosh. Jack. Oh, a boot jack. Yeah, a boot jack. Man, you know I want to say it's something for your car, but I don't. I don't know, and I I, I will say you got to realize. I'm a city slicker. 
I was born in a city. I wasn't born, uh, you know, like most people think Texas, you know, everybody lives on a ranch or something like that. No, I was, a, I was a city slicker and I was also born in Austin, which is like every city in Texas is very similar as far as, you know, the, the vibe, this kind of stuff. Austin is like Portland. It's like as if you stuck Portland and put it in Texas. It's not Texas. It's everybody. Even any Texan will tell you no. It's weird. Here. Super weird. Super weird. So, um. I think that also had a lot to do with uh, any sort of you want to start getting on these country questions, man, I'm going to fail epically. Do you ride across town on a horse? Well, you know, no, absolutely not. I drive a big truck. Can you two, Can you two-step? Yes, I can. Okay, and is there a difference between a regular and a Texas two-step? There is, but unfortunately I don't know the difference. But however, I have taught many Wakers how to two-step. Is high school football more important than pro football? High school football is bigger than religion in Texas. Do you listen to country music? From time to time. Did you participate in 4-H as a kid? No, no, I played football instead, but I, 4-H is a great one. Oh, that, I, we did have a 4-H club at my high school. Um, do you talk about Chuck Norris? You know, three years ago when Chuck Norris was, Chuck Norris jokes were funny, yes I did. Do you know someone that n knows someone who knows Chuck Norris? Yes, I do. I actually do. And he knew him during when walk when he was Walker in his prime. The Texas Ranger himself. Absolutely. Do you expect tea to be sweetened? 100%. Are you kidding me? Do you own Wranglers? Wrangler jorts. Wrangler jorts. <laughs> um, and how about cowboy boots? I actually own three pairs. But the question is, and you can ask this if you want, is how many times I've worn them. How many times have you worn them? Well, two of them I only wear if I'm doing work. Like, uh, But the other pair, I have a nice pair I've only worn once. And it was for a Halloween costume. All right. Well, I, I hope none of those questions were offensive to you. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, and, and I will share on a side note, Dan, Dano, that in Texas, we are the only state... That you take one year, it's in seventh grade, that we have, we're the only state that has a state history class. It's mandatory by every person. Now, the reason I tell you about this is because I minored in history in college. So, I was thinking you were going to go out on this whole Texas in-depth thing. You know, if you want me to explain the Battle of the Alamo hey, to you. Hey, I you know? could. I could. <laughs> Here you go. Are you ready for it? I mean, if you want to what's, fire a question up, but I'll keep it brief. To a Texan, what's more important? The American flag or the Texas flag? Texas flag, and I will, you know what, and this is a actual thing. We are the only flag that's allowed to be flown higher than the American flag. True statement right there. Yeah, it's some interesting stuff. So that, that answered the question right there, whether I was a Texan or not, right? It, no doubt. Well, hey, just so you know, all those questions that I asked you just a few moments ago, I basically got on the uh, World Wide Web and I typed in Texas stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I got all that so stuff. So let me from. ask you then, how many, uh, uh, how, how much did I fit the Texas stereotype? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious you're from Texas. Um, Tom, any advice to riders looking to make it big? You know what? Get in with a good crew of people to ride with and ride with people that are better with you. Because you know what? That's, that's the biggest thing I know is if you got a good group of people that will push you and tell you to try new things, and you know what, people that you do that with them, it's always going to work. You know, and it's just like lifting weights or same, or, you know, or running track and field. You run with people that are faster and stronger than you. You're going to get better. 
So ride with people that are better than you and get a good group of people to ride with. That is the key. And obviously be social. For sure. And uh, before I give you a chance to plug your sponsors here, I want to know one more thing. Uh, I said it already. You're humble. You're the nicest guy, you know, in wakeboarding. I've known you personally at least eight years now, maybe even longer. Uh, I've never seen you in a bad mood. You're always cool to riders, to fans, to parents, everybody. But just that one thing that happens when you're in an event that that um, could say, like, if this never happened again or I was never asked that again, what would it be? Man, that one's, I'm going to put some thinking on that one. You know, I mean, a lot of you asked me that, but I've never not worked an event. You know, I, I, I always do. If, if anything, one thing I want, I just really dislike wind. If it could just not be windy at events or cold, it's not only two things that chaps me up is to quit being cold and windy because we like wakeboarding. We like being hot. We like girls to be out, you know, in swimsuits, too. I mean, everybody, it's, it's a win for everybody when it's warm. Stop being cold. And Wendy, that's all I got to say. I hate it. Hate it with a passion. You know what? I think actually some of the uh, wake parents could probably take that advice also. Don't be cold and windy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. All right, Tom, how about some sponsor shout outs and, uh, and some love? Oh, uh, most important. Well, take care of you. Thank you, first of all, Dano, for giving me the opportunity to do this with you and, um, and, and give me the opportunity to obviously give a shout out to the, to the people and the brands that are most important to me. You know, number one on that list is obviously... My mom, pa, and my wife, man. I mean, they're they're the reason I am here where I am at right now and all that. But aside from that, Liquid Force Wakeboards, hands down, the best career decision I've ever made with those guys. Great company. Monster Energy, over the top. Cannot explain to you how what they've done for me and what I've been able to do with what they've done. I mean, incredible. Um, keep moving on. Axis Wakeboard Boats. I mean, we talked about it earlier, man. These guys were so good to me. They're a great company, great product. Cannot say enough about them. Spy Optic has been behind me for longer than any company I've ridden for right now. Got to give props to them. Super innovative with the Happy Lens. I mean, it's it's you know it's proof right there. Uh, to keep moving on, I, I ride for the best cable company. I mean, Pat Panakos with Sezatech, Christian, Nico von Lurchenfeld. I mean, look at how much innovation we have just with the guys that I said that I said and what we bring to the table. Um, and then, you know, keep going. Texas Ski Ranch and Blake Hess. Same thing right there. You know, we've been a mecca and we've really set off the cable scene. And I've learned a lot of it from that place and Blake. Kicker Audio, a new brand that I've jumped on board with this year, have been amazing to me in every single dimension. So uh, I really, really want to go and express my extreme detail to all of these, of these brands right now for what they do for me. I mean, it does not get any better. I do represent the best companies in Wake. And social media, how do people uh, find you? So it's pretty easy, other than spelling my name. Everything is at, you know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, Tom Fouché. It's T-O-M-F-O-O-S-H-E-E, two O's, two E's. That's the name they gave me. So it's pronounced Fouché. Fouché, yes, sir. Some of your best friends for years still call you Fouché. Oh, you kidding me? My high school football coaches do that. So, uh, you know, you... uh. It's, it, you just got to roll with it. Hey, Tom, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today, man, and uh, give me the opportunity to interview you, man. I know everyone's going to love this, and uh, it was it was so cool to catch up here. I know we are uh, 
I'm announcing you're sitting up there judging, <laughs> so we've been spending a lot of time this weekend, but uh, it, it, it definitely means a lot to me for sure. Um, guys, once again, you, you heard it right there. Find him on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Tom Fouché, and we'll be right back here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Hey guys, you know I'm down with Woodrow's Sustainable Optics. Heck, they're all I've worn for the last year and a half. Some of my favorite frames are the Roosters, Joys, and Ostrich models. Go check out everything Woodrow's has to offer at woodrows.com and use promo code MANO2015 for an extra 15% off your entire order. Once again, promo code MANO2015 gets you the deal so don't miss out at www.woodroze.com. Thank you to our friends at Woodrow's. All I can say is A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Tom Fouché is awesome. The guy is funny, kind, and just a real genuine human being. I said it once, and I'll say it again. Tom is one of the best things to ever happen to Toad Water Sports. He not only is one of wakeboarding's best athletes, he also gives back, mentoring riders, working as an official at events, and even helping host events too. Selfless giving seems to be the name of Tom's game, and it's no joke. He's the real deal. By the way, the National Points Chase event where the interview was recorded has happened the last five years in a row. Tom has won the championship for traditional cable, which is a combination of both rails and air tricks, every year, including this last. He's also won the features-only event three different times. Tom Fouché is a true champion on and off the water, and it was an honor to have him as a guest here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Now remember, new episodes of the Golden Mike Podcast post the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please be sure to give them all a listen, and don't forget to check out all the past episodes. Your feedback is always welcomed and encouraged. This show is for you, the fans, so become a part of it by getting in touch with me anytime through email at goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com or message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. Now, before we go, a few shout-outs to the sponsors and the folks behind the scenes. Thank you to iWake.com. Performance Ski and Surf, PerfSki.com, Hungry Boards, SUP, Woodrow's, Jammy Pack, GoPuck, my friends at Logos That Pop, and Empire Sound and Lighting. Thanks again to my friend and guest, Tom Fouché, and that's going to do it for today's show. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Alamano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast. <laughs>